Okay, I'm so excited about this episode. I'm having my amazing friend that I want to introduce you to, Jonathan Dillon. He is a Canadian recording artist, actor, dancer, reality TV personality, and he's best known for his electronic pop dance sound in the Canadian music world, and he's holding the Canadian human Kendall title. He's making headlines all over the world and appearing on so many TV shows. The most He's most memorable for his appearances on E's Botched, seasons four and six, Hooked on Look, and Bling Life in the UK. To date, he has nine original singles from his two EPs, I Just Want to Dance, and Honey Trap, which is on all music platforms. He's danced for numerous top 40 international pop stars and bands in music videos and at concerts. Jonathan recently announced his departure from the entertainment industry, and he's now sober, studying real estate in Vancouver to pursue a career as a real estate agent. So I wanted to bring Jonathan on because I really resonate a lot with his journey in terms of where he has come from, where he is now. We're amazing friends. We laugh a lot. We do all sober girl summer activities, all the things. And so I just wanted to share his story with you because I think that no matter where you're at, it's so inspiring to see other people going after what they want to go after in life. And that's the one thing that I love about Jonathan is he just goes after what he wants. He doesn't freaking hold back. And he's creating this beautiful experience for himself. And He's also really taught me how to just like fucking own myself, right? We get to choose to live every day and to honor who we are and walk with confidence every single fucking day. And that's one of the things that I really take from him along with all of the things that we laugh about every fucking day. So I'm so excited to introduce you to this conversation and to share his journey and his story with you. Hello, hello, hello. It's Anne-Marie and this is the podcast where we talk about everything and nothing all at the same time and there is no in-between. This is the podcast where you're going to find the most outrageous stories that are going to make you laugh your ass off and also the place that you're going to come to feel so inspired to do the crazy ass shit in your life that you've been dreaming of having the courage to do. So now that you're here, buckle up and let's fucking go. I really wanted to dive into, you've told me in the past that you were like addicted to fame and all things. Yes. And in the industry for so long. Yes. Uh, Since I was a baby. That's crazy. Like, what do you mean a baby? (laughs) Well, like, like high school. Yeah, okay. teenagers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Since what I did was you a start teenager, with? I started with dancing. I was a dancer um, all through high school. Well, first of all, I started dance when I was three or four. I was in ballet, so I've always had dance in my blood. But I really picked it up again and took it really serious in high school. And um, I um, auditioned for my um, high school dance team, and I got on the team. I was the first guy to make it on the team. It was always an all-girl thing. And I just remember watching the dance team in pep rally. I really wanted to be one of those girls. And I never thought it was possible at the time, and I really, really um, wanted to be on the team. And I auditioned, and I got on the show. I mean, sorry, not the show. So I got on the team, got on the team. Oh, my God, I'm, like, talking like I'm, like, in my adulthood now. No. At the time, got on the team. <laughs> but later in life, I got on many shows, girl. Okay, so, yeah. I'm a show girl, bitch. <laughs> Yes, I am. Yes. Uh, From the stage to my life, okay? (laughs) Literally. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, no, I got on the team and then I, you know, really started to take dance really seriously. I was dancing with the studio as well. I was training with the studio and I would compete with the studio and also compete with the high school dance team. So it was it was took really seriously with the high school dancing. It wasn't just like a team that's going to like dance at all the basketball game. We actually competed in with the lower mainland, like, you know, with other high school. It was a, such a thing back in the 2000s. And um, we always placed it like top five and we were such a good team. And then I would also compete with my um, studio team. So um, dance was my life. It was every single day after school. Oh my God, I can see you being a fucking dance queen. Yes, 100%. yes. And I think that... That started all there was I really wanted to be a star. I loved the attention that I got from the school. I felt like I was a celebrity within the school at the right. time. Because yeah. everybody need, saw me perform like at the pap rally, at the basketball games, and you know, um, at all the high school um, events. So I felt like people already know me as like, as this talent. So I think that whole star and fame addiction started there but the fame addiction really kicked in later in life because at that point i was still like all about the talent you mm -hmm. know I, I really wanted to break into the industry after high school with my talent at that point so i you know i i was competing and i had the opportunity to open for 112 which was an r&b group by p diddy back in the day oh my god so that cool. was so cool i opened for them when i was only 17 or 16 i was grade 11 you know they have to snuck me into the club to open for them i didn't have a fake idea or oh anything God, yeah they have to snuck me the company you know that I, I was dancing for snuck me into the club and and it was a school night and i opened for them and i remember just being feeling so cool that i got to open for a such a big act and um just and, and i still had to go to school the next day you know i i probably left the club at 2 a.m you know and still had to make it to school the next day and i just felt a little like you know a sense of almost like hannah montana ish where you know like i have this life where i'm like performing now you know but i'm still so young in school right yeah, yeah, yeah. so i just thought that was so cool and that's really how i got into the industry and then after high school i started um auditioning a lot for um, music videos like for, for dancing for other artists and you know I got to dance for a lot of top 40 artists that are mainstream on the radio and um and then I started go-go dancing as well at the nightclubs at the gay nightclubs in Vancouver you know as a side hustle and that was really cool I did that for seven years and so that's really how I got into the industry um and then through all of it, like, you know, being a dancer with a lot of people, I met a team that was at the time looking for a new up and coming dancing, singing male pop star. And um, the vision was like kind of like a more younger boy bander version of a Sean Desmond. You know, Sean Desmond was always a very iconic Canadian <laughs> yes, yes. artist. <laughs> right he was an African Canadian icon right like he like he's like the Justin Timberlake of of Canada you yeah. know so at the time like he was fading out a little bit so then the team really wanted to create like something like that but a little more boy bandish you mm -hmm. know a little younger a little more boy band looking you know because at the time obviously One Direction was huge it was this is like the early 2010s like right. 2010 probably 2010 2011 so they really wanted to mix that up and like find like a new guy that's gonna tick on that role and I met them, you know, through industry, you know, events and all that. And, and they really wanted to work with me. So then I worked with them and I was recording all these demos and all that. And then um, my first single, Get On The Floor, came out in 2012. And I just remember being so excited at the time because I was a dancer who... I think dance, singing was always in the back of my mind. Um, 
I always knew that dancing, I I was gonna have to dance behind someone, and I always knew that I have more to off mm-hmm. offer with my personality because mm-hmm. with me having such a big personality, um, I just have so much more to offer. I feel like front I I, sh- center, I should baby. be front and fucking yeah. center. Exactly, I shouldn't be behind <laughs> nobody, bitch. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like I knew that like if I want to be front and center I need to take this to the next level like I need yeah, to have my yeah, own yeah. fucking voice I need yeah, to yeah, sing yeah, yeah. so when I got the opportunity I was just so excited and I you know I never really had training in singing at the time you know and I really like recorded and practiced really hard you know um, and got those songs done and it was so cool to be in the studio did you write your own songs? I didn't on the first track but on the I, I think by the second second track I, I started writing with okay. with the team you know okay. I really I because I have, haven't wrote anything before right so like they were teaching me a lot about writing and all that too so by so first song didn't uh, first song was completely given to me you know it was a it was already done with a demo like a girl sang the right. demo of oh, the I song see, see. Okay. and they literally played the song to me with the demo and I was like wow this oh, is dope like I okay, really okay. want to record this song because yeah, yeah, we yeah. were trying to figure out what song to record and I already had this demo there a few demos so so i end up taking that song and um and then the second song was when when we were like create when we were started creating specifically for me and that was when i started having a writing process in that and that's how i really got into the industry you know and um i just went with it and kept recording and then i released my first ep and i just remember during that era i was always told to like look more boy bander look more boyish um were you in always like sense, super feminine? I was not as feminine during that era. I right. was not. I was not as comfortable. Oh, oh my god! Fuck. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. We just gotta fix our camera, guys. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I was not as comfortable with my um. <clears throat> femme energy at the time because I was still trying to even though I was out and gay mm-hmm. I was still pretty much trying to find myself like yeah. I was honestly during that era being femme was not a cool thing within the gay right. community you yeah, know yeah, yeah. there was a lot of femme shaming within the gay community at that point oh, wow. still yeah like not until I feel like until the late 2010s is when you know so many influencers are mainstream now so many guys wear makeup now it's like a cool thing right mm-hmm. back then it was still like very shamed within the gay community right. so I, I struggle with a lot of that because I always knew that the femme energy was inside mm-hmm. me and I try to fit in, you know, I try to, you know, be this product that people wanted me to be at the time. Right. And, and I keep being told all these things and, you know, you have to look more, you know, boyish. You have to look more like boy bander. You have to more, look more masculine and all that. And even with the team that was I was releasing music with, yeah, I was told to, you know, look a certain way, maybe like lower my voice a bit and all that. So I, I follow all of that because I really wanted my dream to come true. <laughs> but, you know it was it truly me like no you know looking back some of the products that i produced back in the day it was not truly me and um yeah i was just like i felt like you know it took a long time for me to uh, develop how extra and how femme i am now and i i cannot be happier you know Mm -hmm. now now Mm -hmm. that i got to this point (laughs) and um and so i released in my first ep in um 2015 so that was like 2012 i came out 2015 i finally released my ep after three singles and then um the ep has six songs on it and which include the first three singles that i released previously and so after that album i met my ex-boyfriend joel and i pretty much left everything i left i left my go-go dancing job i left music i left performing i 
he was honestly like I was boy crazy at the time I really wanted to find someone to be with and I was willing to compromise a lot of the red flags that I saw in him mm-hmm. so I physically he was really my type <laughs> as you do when you're <laughs> yeah as you do red flags, exactly like, yeah in, yeah <laughs> it was like there were so many red flags looking back but you were just so different we're from different world right. and i just was just all had these googly eyes at the time was you know i was physically really attracted to him as he was to me and i was willing to compromise a lot and I gave up a lot of things and I gave up my music career at the time and I gave up my did um, he want you to or? yeah he did he oh, did why? he did he he was just like you know um you should give that up you know you're older now you know let's be realistic let's you know um get a real job and like you know let's you know get a real job and build a life together was kind of like the idea that it was leading to mm-hmm. and, and and also he was really jealous too so i felt like he was really jealous of um the attention that i'm getting from yeah, people yeah, yeah. and um which is not something that you should look for, you should look for in a partner because your partner is supposed to support you and be your biggest cheerleader yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know really you know be your biggest fan yeah, yeah, i feel yeah. like i'm not saying that your partner have to blow smoke up your ass but <laughs> you know what i mean so it but helps. like but, but but it helps but like but your partner should be supportive in whatever you want to do in mm-hmm. life you know what i mean and all i wanted like to making do, you shine brighter not doing yes it, yeah, and it's like all i wanted to do was sing and dance and i'm fucking going to do meth i'm not fucking going to fucking you know escort or you know what i mean like all i wanted to do was just a young boy that wanted to sing and dance yeah, yeah. and get you know attention and be able to make a career out of it you mm-hmm. know that was all i really wanted and i feel like he just does not get it yeah so i was willing to compromise and left all that for him and obviously that relationship went south real quick you know um it was a um physical abuse relationship yeah it was it was really hard you mm-hmm. know and he the true color came out you know right and it was a mind fuck to me because, you know, there was moments that I actually loved him and there was moments that I hated him, you know, mm-hmm. thinking back, you know, because, you know, the, we had some goods in the relationship, more bad than good, you know, as, um, you know, but there were there were times when we only had each other, you know, and I would never forget those times, you know, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, eventually I, 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 to, I, I just remember one night to sum it up one night, he pushed me. I told him no more hitting and he pushed me against his coffee table and I told him that this is it you know i i told you not to i gave you so many chance and i said that you have three days you're you're leaving right now i'm calling the cops and you have three days to come back to pack your shit and go yeah and so that was it for the relationship so he left and came back and um pack up his stuff and left um and then he passed it away six months after we broke up oh my god yeah he passed it away so fucking intense yeah. to experience all of those emotions yeah. of like not even just heartbreak but then like genuinely like losing someone yeah mixed emotion just you know um i hated him and i hated him and i loved him at mm-hmm. that point right because i we were in a two-year relationship we lived together so yeah part of me still loved him in a way because he was my partner but part of me part of me also hated him because he hit me Mm -hmm. you know every time we get angry which will lead to fights and then arguments and then physical fight you know so and then add alcohol and drugs to the mix is Mm. you know a shit show show. (laughs) complete shit show and he had a huge you know coke problem Mm -hmm. and um i had my problem but i wouldn't say my problem was as bad as him but when you both have a problem in a relationship 
it, it it's, like addiction. it's up to no good. Yeah, addiction problem. Yeah. It's yeah, up yeah. to no good. Yeah. You know, it's constantly just doing that. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like you're not doing normal active things in life like a regular <laughs> couple partying. of dudes. You're just partying. You yeah. met your partner that's going to party with you. Yeah. And we would go on benders, the two of us. Like we would, ju- it would just start you out. You told me about some of your benders. Yeah. That shit is insane oh and the bender was that the bender with him wasn't even as worse as the bender that i went on after him like oh like because oh, like after him was just like okay i don't have nobody to report Absolutely to fucking right like i have nobody to report to i have nobody to go home to uh, like you know like it was like fucking like uh, crazy like 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 I, I was like okay now let's do this the, the right way now this time around you know <laughs> That's all addicts do, right? Yes. <laughs> all hell broke loose, you know, like like as all addicts do. So yeah, like when he passed away, you know, it was really hard and you know, I got an antidepressant at the time. Like I was having like um I was having um panic attacks and then I was having um uh what do you call that? Um uh not schizophrenic. No, what's the other one? Um, paranoia. Paranoia. Oh. Yeah, I was having paranoia. Yeah. Okay. I was having paranoia and panic attacks. And I got on... After um, he died? After he died. Okay. Yeah, after he died. And I, I was at a funeral. I saw the body and all. So that was really hard. And... Um, and I went crazy that summer. I remember just drinking so much. Every time I drink, it's a full-blown blackout. Was it from, like, the difficulty... No, I think everything that you were experiencing. It was a mix of everything. It was a mix of um, me wanting to uh, do my own thing because I'm single, him dying, and then healing from that. I didn't want to heal from that, so I numbed myself. And it was just in a way where it was like, I am single, let's go crazy, you know, like as everybody do usually, right? And when when you break up from a relationship, I didn't really want to do I was with him for two years. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, a little under two years, but almost two years. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why we live together. So yeah. Um I got on antidepressant and I got on Ativan. Yeah. What's Ativan? Ativan is a pill that you take and you put it under your tongue and it changes your mood completely. It's for people who are like uh, have really bad panic attacks and also people who want to kill themselves you put it under the, right. you, if they take it it changes your whole mood like the grass is greener the sky is bluer it's like okay, it changes okay. your mood instantly like it relaxes you everything is fine and you get hooked on it really easy right yeah yeah and mind you I was partying you mm-hmm. know on top of the you know antidepressant and Ativan <laughs> Um, you know, just oh fucking doing, yeah, yeah, right. It was so fucked. But yeah, here I am putting happy pills in myself, and I'm putting de- depressant in myself with alcohol, plus the cocaine, yeah. plus the Molly. Like I was fucking insane. I was so insane. Like I, there were days when I couldn't even get out of bed the next day. Like I was like, I would be, I would sleep till like. 6 p.m. the next day but like oh yeah but like but like i have i could have go i could have gone to bed at like 3 a.m which is nothing to me that's like no after party straight home after the club right you should be able to get up like at 12 or something right i would sleep till like 6 p.m the next day even if i went to bed at like 3 a.m the, the night before if, even if it's a, if it was a good night to me was going to bed at 3 a.m with no after parties i would still wake up at like 6 p.m the next day because when you're on antidepressant, you're fucking with your mind now, right? You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're putting all these happy thoughts in your brain. And now you're taking depressant. So you're taking one step forward and two step back. Mm-hmm. And you can't even get out of bed. So, yeah. yeah. Fucking crazy. So, it, yeah. So were you 
like at that time you were still performing you were still dancing no i wasn't because i have left everything i have left everything but here's what happened while at the end of a relationship so um towards the end of the relationship i got a dm on my i i actually i started a youtube channel on um uh, at the time called johnny kendall so i started calling myself kendall and i started um you know like hashtagging kendall and all that stuff on my instagram and i got reached out to by a tv producer at the time on my on my instagram was like hey i'm casting a reality tv show i think you'll be a good fit for the show and i was still dating joe at the time and i was like oh i was like is this even for real and i looked at her profile and her credit was on botch on e mm. and also the real housewife of orange county <laughs> like where do i sign yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i saw that i was like oh i was like oh okay was she like I saw her credits like like her screenshot of her credits so I was like oh this bitch is for real so then I emailed her back and then she was like hey like um, I'm, I came across your profile I'm casting for the new season of Botched and I, he was like she was like I'm not saying that you're Botched but we bring on patients that are you know like possibly in pursuit of like perfection and all that and I was like oh wow I was like I've seen Botched before you know at the time I already knew the show the show was like peaking at the time like it was it was it was a really popular show already so then i was like oh sweet i was like this is my like ticket to fame like that was like i was so excited i remember i was so excited and i told joe and obviously joe didn't agree that i should do the show because he didn't want me to go off to la to film he didn't want me to have attention he didn't want me to become famous because he thinks i'm gonna leave him if i become famous so he had such a problem with me doing this doing the show but I remember just being so excited because it was like a step back into like something, you know, because I came from singing and dancing and performing. I was like, oh, my God, like I'm actually getting asked to do this job, which Mm -hmm. I'm getting paid for, getting getting flown to L.A., you know, being on a international mainstream network. I was like, holy shit, this is another level of fame you know like before it was like music was like locally right like right but like this is like international it's not even just canada i was like holy shit i was like this is my ticket to fame so i think that's when like the fame addiction started Started, was like was i was like okay like 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 this is my ticket back into the game and this is my ticket back to fame i was like okay let's do this and he uh, he eventually let me do the show and i was like i'm doing i'm doing it i was like 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 i was like i was was like i haven't done anything (laughs) i was like they're writing me a check i am doing it okay (laughs) like like i little i told him that yeah so i did the show and um and then uh, I remember waiting for a long time for the show to 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 air. It took a I was got I got pushed back to the following season. I was supposed to be on season three. I filmed it uh, in in the filming of season three, but they pushed me back to season four because I was the I joined it at the end of right. season of filming for season three. So then I got pushed back one full year to it air. So I waited oh, for so long. I know. God. Imagine like you filming the show and you're like waiting and waiting and waiting, right? Usually you don't have to wait like a full year. Usually the most maybe like eight months, right. but it was a full fucking year, like 12 months. That's so intense. And, um, Joe ended up passing away two weeks before the premiere of the show. Shit. Yeah. Oh my god. That's yeah. Intense. Yes. All these things happening. Like, yes. Amazing. So that was also like a mindfuck, right? Oh he passed god. away, and then yeah. the, and then like and then the show comes out. It was like such a high, right? Like I was like, holy shit, right? I'm on E, right? I remember watching. I my commercial was on rotation on E on every single oh. commercial break. Yeah. And I just remember having this high just laying in my bed by myself right i'm like 
and my I hear my own voice coming up. It was and it wasn't even like a mixed commercial with other people. It, it was, was my like, fucking commercial. <laughs> you know, like like that was how fucking big of a deal it was right. at the time. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit! I was like, everything that I used to wish for. Wait, was is- the first? First episode that you did was it for your lips? Yeah, to okay. get it bigger. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, it was to okay. get it bigger the first okay. time. Right. Yeah, but they did they rejected me on the show though. Right. But I knew I was gonna reject. That was scripted. But but I just remember when that came out, I was like, holy shit! Everything that I wish for is like that I've been manifesting is like coming true now, right? I'm I'm on the Kardashian network. I was like, holy shit! And it was on rotation. And then I just remember being recognized everywhere before the show even came out. One week before the show came out, I was already getting recognized because of my commercial. Yeah, I was, I was, I, I was, I was recognized in Gastown. I was like coming out of the restaurant in Yale Town. Like people were just being like, "Oh my god, I saw you on TV! I saw you on TV! I saw you on TV!" Oh, crazy! It was constantly right. And then the show came out the week after, after the, the commercial leading up to the show coming out, and and then I got recognized even more. It was like everywhere at this point. Like you know, I was coming out of, I was at Gorgamesh flying on Molly, you guys, and after hour club. With those of you guys that don't know, Gorgamesh is an after hour club in Vancouver. I was coming out of the washroom at like 6 a.m. flying on Molly, and this girl was like, "Oh my gosh, I just saw you on Bosch. I love you." And imagine being high on Molly and like trying to pull it together and be professional, being you know who I. I am I've always been in the game right so like being um having a good conversation and put, putting a front right. to when I meet people is, is such a huge thing not that I'm not authentic I am so authentic and I'm so nice even though during that era when I'm obsessed with fame when I'm anybody that have met me before can say that one thing about me is I am very nice and yeah. I always take a take a time to talk to people and um have a conversation with people I never make anybody feel like you're beneath me or anything or don't I would I, agree, yeah yeah, yeah, every, yeah anybody that met me before even during my fame obsessed and drinking flaming out alcoholic era (laughs) 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 Um, anybody can say that you know when they meet me I am super nice yeah so I was pulling it together still like flying here I am flying on Molly at 6am you know like rolling my eyes back and I'm like talking to this girl like you know like oh yeah it was a great experience blah 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 just that you know talking with the show you know I was getting so so recognized at the time you know and I think I had a moment during that time when I was like, okay, wow, like, this is what I've come to, you know, this is like, like, the, obviously the show is kind of controversial, like, the name is Botch, you know, I wasn't actually Botch when I went on the show, but when you're signing up to associate your name with a show like that, mm-hmm. obviously people are going to talk negative about you, right? Mm-hmm. You're, mm-hmm. you're being famous for something that's not a good thing, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, at yeah, the end yeah, of the yeah. day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's controversial. Yeah. You know, how I got on the show was controversial because I wanted to get my lips bigger, which was, by the way, was all scripted. I was asked to do the show. I knew I was getting rejected by the doctor prior to even going to film in LA. So everything right. was planned out. There were oh. shoot days. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, you know, like, like the doctor wa- was going to reject doing your lips bigger. Yes, on the show. but it's, but it's already been planned to be right. reject. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, there, there's, there's a, a, a schedule when you go film yeah. the show, everything is all set, you yeah. know? So I already knew what I was walking into, you know, I, and I wanted a ticket to fame, you know? So I, it, it you know, um, I play both parts, you know, I want a fame and they wanted somebody to come on and be entertaining, you know, and, and not have every story to be like the yeah. sad spot story that, you know, getting fixed, you know, yeah. um, and so I came on and gave it to them good, you know, and, and I think I had a moment in my life at that point where I was like, I also made, oh, mind you, I also made headlines all over the world. I was on People Magazine. I was on 
Cosmopolitan. I was on The Sun. I was on Daily Mail. I my story was so to Everywhere. every single tabloid yeah. in the world and different Holy language shit. in Indian, <laughs> in Asian, in Chinese, in Vietnam, in Japanese, in Russia, in Denmark. Every I saw many different version language before of my story. I, yeah, before I met you, I was like, I know when I saw you, I was like, yeah. I recognize him. I yeah. don't know from yeah. where. Yeah, and yeah. chances are you might have seen my article yeah, on Facebook. Yeah. Like right, you know, articles are trending on Facebook. Yeah. And all that, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Sometimes, like you know, guys will come up to me and be like, "Oh, I randomly saw your article before." Like you know, yeah. And 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 I think and I was known as the Canadian human Ken doll, right? So I had a moment during that era was like, "Okay, this is what my life have come to." You know, like music, all that. You know, it's done. You know, mm-hmm. I never thought it would lead me to that. And because like I never, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and playing this like crazy character, right? Yeah, like yeah, like yeah. like like out to lunch character, <laughs> where I'm like, I'm just like you know, I just want to inject myself, you know, with 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 yeah. things. And, you know, I always knew I'm smarter than that. I, I never truly believed that was who I am, mm-hmm. but I knew that was my ticket to fame. And I, and I, at the time, I felt like, you know, that this is what I've come to, you know. What the, did, like, fame mean for you at that point in your life? Like, why were you so obsessed with it? I just have this fascination since I was young with fame. I, and, and, you know, I think it came from, like, watching, like, Britney Spears and NSYNC, you know, like, 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 I really wanted to sing and dance like them. I really wanted to perform. I wanted to be known. I wanted to have a career out of it. I love performing so much. And in the beginning, when I was younger, was all about the performing, the legitimate talent side of things. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, when when I got into the game with the music, that was when I was like, okay, I really want to fame, but I really wanted to known for my talent, you know? And then I think is when I did the reality show was when I was like, okay, like this is a next level, like attention that I have never got before. Everything that I wanted to get as a singer, but I'm not getting as a singer. I'm getting it through playing this character on reality TV who deep down inside, I know it's not me. You know, I, I never looked at a candle and wanted to inject myself to look like a candle. But I said that though on the show, because that was what needed for me to stay on the show. So I played the game, you know, I played the game as many do in the industry. You know, some people admit it, some people don't, you know, I, either way, there's still, either way you're playing a game. Fame is all a game to me. And, um, and it's also a drug to me, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a a true addiction. You know, you, you love that high and you love the attention and it, it feeds your your need of that of that 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 need that you have you know like any other drug you know mm-hmm. and yeah like, like deep down like feeling the human need yeah of, like love appreciation yes. and acceptance at yes. a very very like deep level because yes. you're like well everybody loves me because everybody knows me. yes yes and 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 also coming out of that relationship where i gave up everything mm. too right and for the relationships who have gone so horribly wrong i was like wow like i am so loved by so much people even though i wasn't like people recognized me but I was a controversial reality star. Yeah, you know, and people yeah. didn't love me because I was Canada's sweetheart. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I was far from Canada's sweetheart, you know? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I was far from Canada's sweetheart. Like, I was a fucking controversial mess on TV that was fucking saying shit that's, like, fucking out to lunch. Like, I knew I was more intelligent than that. Like, I knew I have way more to give than that. I was a singer, you know, and dancer. I played a game because I really wanted attention. 
I really yeah, wanted so that. It was like I was telling you before, I watched your episode <laughs> yeah. on Botched where they were talking about making your lips smaller. Yeah. And I laughed so hard because yeah. I was like, you fucking love getting your lips Yes. <laughs> and so that, so the story of that is that led to me going back on Botched after the first time was like, I was like, holy shit. I was like, you're asking me back. I was like, I was like, this is it. Like I was like, I am reality star status, right? When you, when you go back to something, you're like, holy shit. Like I'm on, I'm, I'm, on. On. I'm in, you know what I mean? I'm a regular, you know what I mean? Like I'm royalty, I'm Botched royalty right like i was like holy shit right like i was so excited that when i got the email that that they were possibly bringing me back i was like holy shit i was like i knew in the back of my mind this was gonna happen because i did so good the first time i was so talked about the first time i was like no you nailed it yeah i nailed it right yeah yeah i gave it to you so cuckoo in my in my and my performance on the show was you know, I was like, I was like, everything. You were that- such a natural. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, okay, I was like, let's do this shit again. And I was like, how am I gonna fucking like wow people this time, right? And right. They, they talk to you like how how you they're gonna put you on the show and all that. Well, I was like, you know, like you know, like I'm. I, and at that point, I was really trying to get a career out of I don't even know what. I was I just wanted a career. I was like, whether it's reality TV or acting or back to music, I was really trying to figure everything out at that point, right? So I was like, okay, let's, I was like, I really want to get back into acting. So mm-hmm. why not re, uh, take out some of my lip filler? You know, I, I feel like that would make a really good storyline. And I was right. like, and, and, and they were like, this is it. You know, like, this is a great storyline. Like, you wanted to tone it down, even though deep down is that I really did not want to. Right. But I really was like, okay, like, I need something that they're going to green light me on the show. Right. Right. Because if even though they reached out to me, if my storyline wasn't strong enough, they're not going to put me back on the right. show. Yeah. So I was like, I really need E to green light me on this, right? <laughs> <laughs> and just saying that I want to keep injecting it, it's not cutting it anymore, right? Like, fucking, I, I need something fucking wow factor, right? <laughs> so I was like, let's fucking take this shit out. And I thought I had to go, They, we thought that we have to, I had to go for surgery. Oh, in I the beginning, he was saying yes, that. Yeah. yes. I didn't know we could just dissolve the fucking lip fillers. They were like, oh, we're going to do surgery. Because he was talking about, like, maybe you have too much scar tissue. Yes, like, yes. Like, and shit. So, bitch, I was willing to go into surgery to have, gain fame. Like, to, on a show, to go on surgery. Because I wanted fame that much. Right. Like, I never... I don't think I've ever talked about this anywhere before. Yeah. And this is the first time we're talking about it. I was willing to go into surgery just for a piece of 15-minute fame. That is wild. Because the fame was fading at that point. You know, it has yeah. been a year since I've been on Botch. Yeah. And everything was fading. I was not getting recognized as much, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, I need to return to TV. And I was willing to go through surgery to feed my addiction. That is fucking That crazy. is fucked to me. That, <laughs> thinking back, that is so fucked to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I was still so obsessed with fame. I went back on the show, got the feelers removed, blah, 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 you know. And I played a game real well, you know. Um. I was down in LA. I was getting recognized a lot in LA and I was friends with a lot of people who are on reality TV in LA. And um, in LA, you know, a lot of uh, times when you know people who are on reality TV or in the game, you know, they have connections to paparazzis and all that. You can let the paparazzi know where you're going to be if you play the game well. I didn't know that was a thing. That was a thing. That's completely a thing. Unless you're fucking Jennifer Jennifer Aniston. Like, Paparazzi not gonna pop out of the fucking bush and take photos of you. You know what I mean? Like everything is a setup, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I was hanging with the right people at the right time, and I was um, coming out of a restaurant in um, Beverly Hills, and I was paparazzi to buy two paparazzi. I did a full blown interview with them, 
then um, again, I was all over the media. I was like this new Canadian kid that was in LA filming and you know, I was getting recognized in Beverly Hills and it was such a high. I was recognized on a plane. Um, someone asked me for a photo on the plane. Someone asked me to photo for a photo before I was even getting on the plane. Um, you know, the people that were in the neon jacket like waving oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, on the plane. Yeah, this lady was like, oh my God, I've seen you on TV before. And she like asked me for a photo. At airports, I get recognized a lot because I think airport have like people from all over the world yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so i get i get recognized a lot in airports so i was on this fucking high i was like holy shit i'm paparazzi that i just filmed botch like i thought i was gonna go on and like i was ready to move to la i was like i'm gonna make this shit happen i'm gonna become a reality star i was like this is it for me for my life right. even though i was completely broke at the time you know right. I, I was so fucked because like um I remember like watching my um my um commercial on TV like like at, like like on on the first season that I did on Botch. I was so broke at the time that I was like totally shit. I was like here I am on this TV show I, in front of me, you know, and on my TV screen and you so have $5 many dollars in your bank account. Yeah, right. There's so <laughs> many like there's so many people who are getting a paycheck off what I produce on the show, right? Like like producers and people that work on the set and the doctors and so many people are profiting from me on the show. And here I am getting the least money, the smallest check out of everybody. And yet I am the star of the show. Yeah. And I was like, that is so fucked to me. I was like that. I I was so, I would just remember that feeling of like, wow, I was like, I'm on this fucking major TV show on a Kardashian network. My face was next to Kim Kardashian on the E website when that came out. And I was like, and, and, and I was like, there is no comparison. I am broke. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 And I was like, the industry is so fucked. It's so fucked. Isn't that kind of what they're, uh, what do you call it? Like the actors aren't working right now. They're on strike. They're on strike. Because yes. of that exact thing, isn't it? Well, the, 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 it's more of the writers that are on strike right, right now. Okay. Yes, yes. But reality TV pay a lot less than acting. Right. Though. That's the thing. Because I also act too. And I can tell you that my smallest acting role have paid way better than my reality TV roles. And yes, I got most fame from reality TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing about reality TV is usually it's unknown people, right? So they, mm-hmm. they write you such a minimum check yeah. that it's such little money but yet they make so much from the show that because when you're on a reality tv show the budget is way smaller right mm-hmm. you don't there's when you're doing a movie you would need hair and makeup and you know catering and you know um what's well, our craft service and you know all that stuff right yeah. when you're doing a reality show it's like there's no of that you yeah. you do your own hair and makeup you do you wear your own clothes they don't right. even need to supply that so imagine like how much they're profiting from a reality or show. all the money that you spend buying all the clothes. Right, and, and I have to get ready stuff. to be on the show, right? I have to have all my looks pulled. I have to get my Botox ready, you know what I mean? I have to look my best on the show. I, I, that all come out of my pocket, yet I'm getting such right. a little check, but yet I am a editor's paycheck. Right. You yeah, know what literally. I mean? Like, yeah. somebody is getting that money somewhere, except me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? basically. So, yeah. I, and I think that was when I started, in the back of my mind, realizing that I have, I, but I still keep wanting to do it. So I, th- that was when I started to realize that, okay, like I have a fame addiction. Mm-hmm. Right. I always knew I have a fame addiction, but at that point I was like, okay, this is literally an addiction now. Like I, it's not even, I like, like, I don't even care about how much money I was making. I just wanted to be known. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that I have 
and and so in some sort of way um manifested that or, or or be careful what you wish for because i remember back in my singer days and i would hear all these stories from like um girl groups and stuff not making any money but they're famous right because a lot of time in the music industry you sign a 360 deal which means they own everything from your merchandise to your concerts oh my God, everything they own a cut of everything right and you're a lot of times you're on a salary base you could right. be so famous and selling so many records you're on a salary that's fucking wild so i remember just being in industry hearing all these stories from all these girl groups making so little money like completely broke and i i remember like always saying out loud well, i don't care like i just want to be so famous i don't even care about living in a small apartment you know i just want i just want fame so much like i don't even need money like i I just want to be so famous i used to say that and in a way i felt like it was like the universe teaching me giving a lesson you exactly what you asked for. G- giving yeah, me exactly yeah, yeah. what i asked for and 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 showing me that you know being famous is not that great really right, yeah. and because you know i still had a job you know i still was you know hustling i still was you know I was like, I had my sister's doc at the time. I was still picking up doc shit. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like nothing changed. You know what I mean? Nothing changed. You know what? I was still, you know, I was still, still living life, still, living life, still yeah. going on Bender, you know, like yeah. walking, you know, I'm still, you know, a mess behind the scene. You know what I mean? Still going on cook Benders, you know, like cooked out the next day yeah, or yeah. flying on Molly, going home. You know what I mean? Like I was still a mess behind the scene, even though people thought I was, you know, a star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So I, I think at that point I was like, okay, like I had a moment where I was like okay I think the universe is trying to teach me a lesson yeah 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 that be careful what you wish for right and you know um, and I got it at, the, at that time I was like I was like okay wow I, I, I everything that I wish for being recognized everywhere I got it but yeah. I am still broke so and like no how career. did how did you transition or like when was the moment that you were like okay I need to like transition out of this so um after um uh, so 2020 a lockdown happened right so uh, as a lot of people when you're in lockdown you're 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 stuck at home with your thoughts so i think that was when i was had a moment where i was like okay what's missing in my life that's really um that's making me not making me happy and i was like the thing that i missed the most is being looked at as a talent because i haven't had that feeling in a long time Mm -hmm. for the longest time i was I played this, portrayed this character on reality TV and I thought that was going to make me happy and it didn't, you know? And I was like, okay, like I need to make music again. I need to make music and I need to act. And I, and I really wanted to get into acting at the time because I obviously have been performing my whole life. So acting is no stranger to me. Like even though I didn't act, act, I, I, I was on reality TV, you know, I did, you know, theater and dance when I was young. So like acting is kind of in my blood already, right? Mm-hmm. But I just need to polish it. So then after uh, lockdown ended, I um, ended up reaching out and, and, and had this new team that wanted to work with me. And I um, released my second EP, which I'm so proud of my second EP because I, I had, you know, um, full control of the creative oh, side of things. And, and it's a way more natural sound i think i sound so much better on my second ep my first ep not that i didn't sound good i just felt like my first ep was very like manufactured and like i sound like a like a a sexy frustrated robot as i would like to say <laughs> <laughs> like a very like manufactured pop delivery yeah, yeah, you know what i mean there was yeah. not a lot of motion yeah. it's very like you know like 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 a boy band sound you know yeah, what i mean yeah. whereas in my second album you can actually hear like you know my voice you know like like you know, a little bit more um of my personality in it so i'm so proud of that second album and then i started studying acting and got signed with an acting agent 
And, um, and yeah, that was when I had a turning point where I was like, okay, I don't just want to be known for this whole reality TV star thing. I wanted to be known as a legitimate talent. And I grinded really hard and study acting and booked some small roles. And, um, that was really cool. And then, um, which lead up to now, um, I recently became sober. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, hey, I, I, so many yes. questions about becoming yes. sober. Yes. Uh, so I became sober five and a half months ago. April 1st is my sober date. So um, when I first became sober, I really was like, I, first of all, I was coming off a three-day bender. And right. I was like, okay. I was like, really? I was like, Jonathan, like, get it together. Like, I, I'm so sick of feeling like this. I'm so yeah. sick of saying that I'm not, I'm going to stop drinking and stop going on bender. And yet it happens every single week. Uh, from just sitting at the bar having a drink after work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I'm so sick of this constantly happening. Yeah. And I told my was friend. Was that like the only thing that you decided you need to stop drinking because you were just sick of feeling like that? I'm sick of feeling like that. I'm sick of getting nowhere in life. I'm sick of um not being able to just be normal and to have a drink with my coworker at the bar after and like and and, and go home and sleep like a normal person. Why would I have to like? calling sick the next day and like and then, and then calling sick for another day because I went on a three-day bender you know and have to sleep now for another two days you know like 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 why can I not be normal like out of everybody else yeah, yeah, you know yeah. and why would I go into work drunk sometime you know what I mean like 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 still up from the day before you know like you know um why am I doing this and I was just like you know holy shit I was just like why am I chucking wine at nine in the morning trying to fall asleep to make it to my shift at oh five o'clock you know like it was just so crazy to me it was getting so out of control yeah. that I was just like okay I need to I need help mm -hmm. and so I reached out to my friend who was going to AA at the time and I was like I need help like and she was like well why don't you come to a meeting with me and I was I remember just being so nervous going to my first meeting um going in there uh I feel ashamed. I feel mm -hmm. embarrassed, mm -hmm. you know, at first, which I don't even know how I felt like that now um, because I, I talk about me being in AA all the time now. I'm yeah, so yeah, proud yeah. of the program. I'm, the program has saved me and um, I, I owe it to the program. Yeah. And, um, but the first time going in, I was so nervous. And mind you, I went to a LGBTQ um, plus group that was um in the west end where i live right, yeah, and okay. i saw so many people that i know that i oh, used no to way. party with yeah, yeah yeah like i said i i grew up in vancouver my whole yeah, life yeah. so like i've been around for a long time in in, 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 in the davy whole gay village scene right mm -hmm. so i saw a lot of people that i used to party with of course i felt embarrassed yeah. ashamed you know and to admit that you're an alcoholic mm -hmm. you know it it, it 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 was it was hard at the beginning and i remember in the back of my mind i was like okay this is April 1st. My three months will be July 1st. I was like, I'll do 90 days to like give myself a cleanse, right? To discipline myself, <laughs> yeah. right? And I was like, July 1st, Canada Day, you best believe I'm getting fogged <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> I had this plan, right? I was like, it's, it's April 1st. I counted it, right? I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, July 1st, I was like, I am getting fogged up, like, like, and then I was like, Pride is coming up right after that too, right? I was like, there is no way I'm doing Pride sober. Right, yeah. I was like, Pride, I am getting fucking blocked out. So I was like, so like, I really just wanted 90 days, I really wanted to stop drinking for a while. I was like, I didn't have the intention to stop drinking completely oh, in the beginning. Oh, that's so interesting. Yes, yes. Yeah. And it the wasn't... The thought of that though is like, when, especially like when you are somebody yes. who likes to party and all the things, Yes. so... 
daunting to be like, I'm going to be sober forever. When you're a raging alcoholic and you, 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 you can't think about life with no alcohol. Yeah. You can think about life with no alcohol for a while, maybe like me, right? Because I really wanted to discipline myself. Um, oh, just, just stop that. Yeah. I really wanted to discipline myself. Just leave it. Yeah, just leave it. My phone ran out of storage, so okay. we stopped recording. <laughs> but just stop it. Um, I really wanted to uh, discipline myself, but I definitely didn't expect to completely leave alcohol because I couldn't see my life with no alcohol. Right. I was like, what am I going to do when it's summertime? I want to sit on the patio and get drunk. Yeah. You know, like I was yeah, like, yeah, I can't, yeah. I'm having FOMO. I cannot be yeah. new not doing yeah, that. I was yeah. like, perfect. July 1st, Canada Day. I'm getting <laughs> fucked up. You know, I'm getting, I'm back in the game, you know, like I'm back, bitch. It's so quite day. Right? <laughs> like, right? I was like, I was like, I'm I was like, perfect, July 1st, I'm back, bitch. Like, you best believe I'm going to be around. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then it wasn't, like, until, like, a month into the program, mm-hmm. I was, it completely changed my mind, girl. Like, a That's- month in was, like, okay. I was, like, whoa. I was, like, I am, like, collecting my first chip. I was, like, wow, I'm so motivated by all the stories that I'm hearing at AA. And um, I was just like life has just been so much better and the one month seemed so long to me yeah at that at that time do you found that like when you were in that yeah moment of being completely sober right because i like stopped drinking alcohol yeah. but for me it was like i can still have like a couple drinks yeah. in there and like stop yeah but i just don't like the feeling of being hungover so it's not like yes you know i identify as someone who's sober but it's not like i can't not go back to it yeah fine that like in that month you were like oh my god i just need a fucking drink uh no i did not i surprisingly did not because i felt so good and i really wanted to discipline myself and i was literally on a high at that time oh i totally forgot the part i got back i got back on antidepressant right as soon as i became sober like less than a week before april 1st i think it was like april 5th or april 6th i got back on antidepressant and the reason why i got back on it was because the first time around when i did it i really didn't do it right because i was drinking on it so i thought you know if i'm not drinking i was like why not give it a try and 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 i got back on it i went to a doctor i always struggle with anxiety you know and i got back on it and 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 I think the antidepressant played a huge part because it made me it did change my mood it really motivated me and I think that with that motivation from the AA and now with you know medication from my doctor um a good support system you know um it really um motivated me on my, on my sobriety so I didn't crave to have a drink that that month but it felt like a really long month yeah. but at the end at the end I was like okay like I felt so good I was like this is probably the right path for me I had yeah. a moment when I thought to myself I was like this is probably the right path for me right. you know I was getting yeah. I, I was so I loved that version of myself where I'm always so present. I have no anxiety. I, I, I never have an off day. I always look my best. I'm, I never look haggard. You know, you tell me to be somewhere at 8 a.m., I'll get up at 5 a.m. to get ready. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I always can commit to things yeah. looking and feeling my best. Yeah. I was so on this high, which I have never felt for since I don't know since I was a kid you know I started drinking grade 11 grade 12 you know yeah, like, I know. It, was like it was like you know since I was a kid I never had that feeling before where I'm so on point and I always knew that that version of me was pe- what people like the most yeah because I I, I, I I would like to think that I'm a very um uh 
I have a lot of charisma and I have a really, have really big personality and that comes out to me when I'm feeling my best. You yeah. know, my personality oh, yeah, lights up the room, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, you know me, you know, yeah, when yeah. I walk into the room, I, I'm so positive mm-hmm. and I, I joke around a lot mm-hmm. in a very positive way and I light up the room, you mm-hmm. know? And when I am hungover and when I'm drinking, that light <laughs> is gone. Not, yeah, yeah the is, light is gone. Is, yeah. So I know that um, at that point, I feel like everybody around me can see that. Yeah. And they were loving that version of me. And I loved that version of me. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. such a positive yeah. mindset, you know? Do you and, think like when you were drinking that yeah. it was like an escape from the anxiety that you were feeling? Or it was like an escape from yeah. like, anything? I think that it was escape from, yeah, the anxiety, but also... It, it 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 may give me this confidence of living this party lifestyle where I'm like this, you know, um reality star. You know, I want to be out and about drinking and people having a good yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. People seeing me and then the drinking made me feel so much better, right? You know, like made me on this high too, right? As you do when you drink, right? When you're celebrating something, right? Like you find an excuse to go drink, right? And, and <laughs> yeah. then and then it just makes you like or when you're sad, you want to numb your feelings, you go and drink, right? That's mm. what you do. And um, you know, it just made me like it made me numb everything but also feel my in a way, it worked hand in hand with my um, fame addiction. Right. Yeah. Kind of like cocaine works with alcohol. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it went hand in hand like a full package, you know? Yeah. 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 Yes. you have like a, an identity death of yeah. the version of yourself. Yes. That was like addicted to fame, addicted to alcohol. Yes. Yes. So would you say like what's been like the hardest thing about becoming sober or being sober? The hardest thing and is, also like letting go of your fame addiction yeah um the hardest thing i would say having to deal with emotions mm. yeah because now you're dealing head on with emotions oh, whatever fuck, yeah. life throws at you you yeah. know and that's um, why a lot of people drink too like yes. i used to a lot because it's like exactly like you mentioned like the moments that you're feeling sad it's like yeah just fucking drink this away like there goes that yes that temporary moment of yes. experiencing the emotion yes like recently i was um someone canceled on me on a date and you knew about yeah, that yeah, i told yeah, you that yeah, story yeah yeah. yeah yeah and honestly the my first reaction was oh i wish i can fucking go have a drink right now yeah like i was already all ready and he like he canceled on me last minute so mm-hmm. i was like what am i gonna fucking do now mm-hmm. i was like i wish i can just go have a drink yeah. and just not have to deal with the emotions yeah the and, feeling right yeah. and i look hot i was already i had my makeup done i had my outfit on i was like why don't i just go to a bar and fucking drink like in the back of my mind i didn't do it yeah. but in the back of my mind that was my first reaction then after that came like jonathan like you're not that person anymore yeah. like why would you let this even tempt you to go drink you mm-hmm. know like like my 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 sense came back right after that thought it's like experiencing rejection experiencing yeah just so many fucking emotions yeah and it's almost like when we're younger we're not conditioned or like you know people are like they think emotion is bad yeah these feelings and these sensations and so we do anything to escape them but it's like if you just fucking sit with it for like five or ten minutes let yourself experience it yeah and then like come back yeah yeah, it took me like a couple hours to really come back with my mood and and I mean, like how for, did you like move through that? Like what like to you? What is experiencing emotion like now? Having to deal with it, having to process emotions, right. and 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 knowing that it's 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 normal. It's human. We're humans. We have emotions. Um, you know, in the past, I just numb myself. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 is it worth it for me to throw everything away that I've done and how good my life is now to have a drink? No. You know, emotions is part of life, you mm-hmm. know, like, like it's, it's life. It's not, it's not easy. It's hard, yeah. but it's worth it, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Um, there's so many beautiful things, beautiful things in my life right now that have changed so much, you know, I'm with my sobriety, you know, with my new apartment, you know, I'm so grateful for, and, um, I'm so grateful for my car. I'm so grateful for my cats. I'm so grateful for the people that I surround myself with now, you know, um, just, you know, and having boundaries, you oh know, my God, yeah. boundaries is a huge thing that I didn't really like, have you, before. Like, what would be an example of that? You know, in the past, I would just be okay with surrounding with people that I, I didn't really want to surround myself with, as long as we all drink. Right. You know? Like, in what, like what types of people? People that are probably acquaintances, you mm -hmm. know, friends of friends that I don't really vibe mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I just compromised because I was like, you know, if we're all taking tequila shots, then there's Whatever. no harm. Whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, we're, we're all just having fun. But when the alcohol is taken out of the equation, and the drugs is taken out, took out of the equation, it's like, what do we have in common? Nothing. You know, yeah. nothing in common. And I, I don't want to surround with people, myself with people at 34 years old, that people are that are not my vibe, that people are not going to um, play a part in my life, mm -hmm. that people are not going to make my life better and motivate me. You are who you hang out with, you know? Um, and I think that's so important to, like, surround yourself with people that are motivating and people that are like-minded, like as you and... Um, and and I'm and I have that boundary now. Mm. You know, at 34 years old, I'm so happy to have that boundary now. That yeah. that you know, hey, like if I don't vibe with you and I and anything, you're bringing my energy down. I I don't want your energy around me. Like, I think that's so like so important too because yeah. I was talking to one of my friends yesterday and we were talking about energy and we were talking to this guy who's yeah. one of our friends and he's like, yeah, I'm really susceptible to energy and most men don't yeah. recognize that. Yeah. Right? But I feel like energy is such an important important thing so and so important. many people don't realize what their energy is like or they're just not aware of it and it's like so why are we even spending our time with it and so now yeah. it's like i would way rather spend time on my own or yeah in my own company rather me than wasting too. energy on like me. conversations with people me that too don't bring out the best in you oh my god don't and like yes just and expand you in all the ways yes and speaking of conversation conversation is a huge thing for me now now that i'm sober um I want to be stimulated when I'm yeah. having a conversation with someone. Yeah. Like, like, like when, when the level of conversation with people, I, I am so much more aware of that now. Mm -hmm. It's like, are we going anywhere with a conversation? Or are we just <laughs> talking about getting blackout drunk? You know what I mean? Because yeah. I feel like there are so many people that I surround myself with in the past that it's like all they do is just get Total, blackout drunk. Yeah. And you then know? like talk about their stories about how they were so drunk and then this happened. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And that's all they care about. No they have no hobbies. There's no intelligence. There's no substance. There's no content there's no anything to mm -hmm. and, and i'm not i'm bored i'm not simulated and you like like you know like i'm just bored and um i think now that now that i'm sober it's really interesting to like have me realize that and, and i actually want people to look at me as i uh, as, as an intelligent person i actually care yeah. about that now because i yeah. didn't care about that before yeah. i never cared about that yeah, i was yeah, just yeah. like okay if i look good then you know life is gonna be great you know yeah. that's all i care about yeah. when i was drinking yeah. and now it's like no i actually want people to see that i have a brain yeah that i'm intelligent and to have yeah, something to offer you, like what would you say is the one misconception or like what do people get wrong about you? yeah yeah that all probably all i care about is getting plastic surgery and that all i care about is materialistic things mm -hmm. i'm i am such a chill person 
in real life. I, 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 you know, we've gone hiking before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I am yeah. not a complainer. I, 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 I enjoy those things. And I think people don't expect that from me when they looked at me, right? Like, here I am in my thigh high <laughs> boots in front of you, right? What did we call it? Sober single girl summer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was doing every, every activity. I can't keep up with you. Yes. And, like, you know, people don't think that of me. Here no. I am sitting in front yeah. of your podcast with thigh high boots and stiletto <laughs> heels, right? Yeah, like, yeah. and a faux face and making fake lashes. People yeah. don't expect that from me. And yeah. people probably think I'm com- I'm a complainer, you know, when yeah. I get to doing those things. No, like, oh, I freaking hike with you, like, you know. Biking. Yeah, I went biking. Paddle I paddleboard. I jet ski, you yeah. know, like, like no makeup on too, you know, like, 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 I don't wear lashes when I go do the things like that, you know, yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm my full face on, like, and people don't think I'm like that when they meet yeah. me, you know, yeah, they yeah, think yeah. I'm like this, like, stuck up and like glamorous person, yeah. and I'm like, probably like, you know, some stuck up Yelltown girl, like, I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm totally not like that at all, you it's know? It's so interesting, actually, because I would say, uh, when we very first started having yeah. conversations, I was pleasantly surprised yeah. how you were asking me genuine questions about like my family and like yeah. actually getting to know me. Yeah. And to me, that's so important. Like for me, I always ask people questions yeah. and I like when people ask me questions because yeah. it shows they're genuinely interested. Hundred you know? percent. So yeah. I think that was like something that I took away yeah. from you. I was like, yeah. you know, it's not always about our looks and uh, yeah. how people look and the judgments that we make about people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, and just, and, and also, um, uh, sobriety also gave me, I want, now I don't want to touch base on, and uh, sobriety also gave me a, straighten my priorities in life, you know? Like, like priorities, like, you know, like before, like I said before, when I started in the game, I was like, I don't care how much money I have, I just want to be famous, right? Now it's like, I actually want to own a home, like, I actually, you know, want to have a career, I want, I want to ha- be able to find somebody that I can spend the rest of my life with, things that, like, I never cared about when I was partying and the fame obsessed. Like, I was just like, I don't care if I find nobody. I just mm. want to be famous. I'd mm-hmm. rather be famous than find, find the love of my life. Mm-hmm. You know? I didn't care if I didn't own a home. I was like, I just want to be known. Yeah, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't care about any of those things. Yeah. And it's so interesting to now, like, actually growing up and I always and I even said this to my mom the other day I was like I was like I feel like I grew up late you know at 34 yeah. you I'm finally growing up yeah you know um most people probably grew up at 24 most people still do not grow up okay uh, yeah yeah some people still don't grow up but like and then some people grow up at 24 you yeah. know and I think that with me being in the industry is so young and you know wanting that you know it, it delayed everything for me you know mm-hmm. um delayed like real life for you almost. yeah delayed like, real life for me because I would I was in this bubble yeah yeah I was yeah. in this bubble and and now that I am out of this bubble, you know, I, I also realize that I am, I, I no longer want to be in the industry. I you don't. Do I don't. Something yeah. More with your life. Yeah. I, I, I'm currently studying real estate and I am so excited and, um, I want to become a real estate agent and, um, and I'm so excited for that. I, I'm, I am happy you know, I, 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 I'm going to school for it right now and I, I'm, I'm happy that I'm studying. I'm happy that I'm actually spending time studying and, you know, using my brain and which is something that I really didn't do in the past and um, have, you know, this new chapter of my life, having this career and hopefully meet the right guy and, you but know. what if Selling Sunsets comes up and it's like, Jonathan, yes. we need you at the start. <laughs> I will accept, baby. <laughs> yes, I would never say no. You know, obviously I love the camera. You know, I grew up in front of the camera. So I will always love film and TV and the camera. So if the right reality show comes knocking on the door, I will, I would definitely consider, but it depends on, you know, what, if it's going to affect my life 
um, my work life, my love life, you know, is it going to benefit me? And, you mm-hmm. know, is it good for my business? It's, go, it's all going to depend on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no longer want to play a character in order to benefit someone's paycheck. Yeah. I no longer want to do that. You know, I love that so much. Right. Because it's, it's coming down to the discernment of yeah. like, is this really what I want to be doing yeah. with my life? Is this where I want to spend my energy yeah. and going back to yeah talking about our energy? It's like, yeah. so yeah. Do I want to put my time and effort yeah. into this thing? Thing that that is it going to affect my business it's going to benefit me or benefit you you know what I mean is it going to affect my relationship with my future boyfriend or husband Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. what I mean Mm -hmm. going on a TV show sometimes will affect that right Mm -hmm. so like it all depends on that if if, if I'm willing to do it it all depends on that but like I said I would never say nope just because I grew up acting uh, or performing in Mm -hmm. general and and um, being in the front of the camera is always going to be in me so if there's a chance for me to incorporate both real estate and um and you know, being in front of the camera, that would be such an ideal situation. I but, feel like it's going to be so good for you doing that because yeah. you already have so much exposure yeah. and now like bringing in this other aspect of yourself, yeah. it's almost like you can show everybody that there's so much more beyond yeah. where you were on reality TV. Yes, yes. But you have the exposure so much already. Yes, So I think it's yeah. going to work really well for you. I think so too. I think yeah. so too. And I'm from Vancouver. I grew up here my whole life. So um, I've been here since I was grade one. So um, I was born in San Francisco, but I grew up, I went to kindergarten in Hong Kong and then I moved here when, uh, for, for elementary school. So I, I'm from here, like, you know, because um, a lot of people move here, yeah, like yourself, like, right? Yeah, I know. I was like, you're like the rarest breed ever when you were like, yeah, I'm like born and raised from Vancouver. I'm like, yeah, yeah, what? yeah. Like, because a like lot of people nobody. move, because Vancouver is like LA, right? People move to Vancouver um, to pursue their dreams, yeah. right? Yeah. And I grew up here so yeah. like why would i want to move away it's like one of the most beautiful city it's in the so world beautiful. you know is, we, yeah. we both it's agree amazing. on that on our yeah, hike yeah. remember yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. expensive as fuck yeah yeah but like it's, it's so, so worth, worth it. it it's so worth it well it's, yeah like i honestly think about it i'm like you know thought about moving back to calgary because yeah. everybody's like oh the rent is so much cheaper like yeah yeah you can get like a beautiful one bedroom for like eighteen hundred dollars but yeah. then on top of that like i don't have a car right now right and it's like okay car insurance gas yeah all of that it's like another thousand dollars okay yeah. so one bedroom downtown yeah. vancouver like, yeah what's the point you know and then you have evo here and it's so freaking cheap like yeah. it's crazy yeah yeah so, you make it work yeah, you know you just you make it work you hustle 100%. and you make it work if you move yeah. to vancouver to pursue your dream fucking pursue your dream I right know. right yeah. do, fucking do it yeah, yeah yeah you know yeah i think it's so like good because i'm all about like surrounding myself yeah. with people and the one thing that i really like about you is number one like I think I really underestimated you in terms yeah. of like how you genuinely care. And like yeah. you said, you want to have conversation with yeah. you. You're really nice to everybody. Yeah. And the other thing too is like, you know, you go out there and you, you take action on the things that you want to fucking do. Yeah. And I think that about myself too. And I'm like, you know, it's so crazy to think that in such a short time, I yeah. built such a good business. And yeah. now it's like, okay, I'm starting another chapter. And it's same yes. with you. But it's like, we just do these things. We just yes. make the fucking life that you want to do. And so yeah. many people just sit on the sidelines and like, I don't know what I want yeah. to do. Neither do fucking I. I don't know how this podcast and how this, my personal brand yeah. is going to transform and what it's going to be. But yeah. it's like, you just have to fucking start somewhere. You just have to exactly. Do <laughs> like do something, take a step, take a chance. You only yeah. live once and just go for it. Yeah. Like you already moved here to, yeah. to pursue this. So just go for it. Yes. And I have to say like, I, I was very drawn to you when I first met you because uh, you, first of all, you told me that you didn't drink, mm-hmm. you know, you, but not that you, you never had an issue with alcohol like me, but you just choose not to drink, which mm-hmm. I love. And, and just I, the conversation that we have with, with your, business with the ADHD and um you um the places that you travel before like like I said like um the conversation that I have with you I was I was stimulated yeah. girl yeah <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yes, I found you very interesting. I found you very interesting, and I find that you had a lot of like, um, like the words that you used was very like you know healing and self. You're all about self healing mm-hmm. and discovering, and you know taking care of yourself mentally and all that. And 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 that was something that I I think I needed. Like in that point of my life, I have just became sober recently. When I think when I first met you, so mm-hmm. yeah, that was were, like what yeah. I really wanted to surround myself with. I think that I was really drawn to you. Mm-hmm. F- from that the mm-hmm. conversations that we have yeah. so yeah I think it's, well that's the thing like it's so funny like we can talk about everything but then we can also joke about like yeah. this is the dumbest most basic yeah. stuff that <laughs> 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 you simulated my brain bitch sometimes <laughs> <laughs> well you never know what you're gonna get yeah. <laughs> God, yes. So cool. uh, okay, yes. so yeah, what's next? Like, you're gonna do your real estate. How long is yes. that gonna take you? And then, like, what are like what are the next steps with that? Yes. So, um, currently, like, I'm registered with UBC. So you have one year before you take the exam, but you can obviously do it faster than one year. I'm also doing a fast track course with GoBC, and um, what they is is they break everything down into modules, video modules, so you don't have to read the big book that they sent you, which will fast track you a bit. You can do it as fast as three three months if you um if you um really hustle. So I'm gonna try to do it as fast as possible, and um. Anything is possible for me to do it like and 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 as fast as possible because I don't drink. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. I feel fresh every day. I'm not going on benders. I'm not sleeping for two days. You know, so I'm really gonna hustle with that. And um, yeah, hopefully, you know, get my license and you know, get with a brokerage and um Ooh. and and start selling houses. I know yes. you're a fucking real estate agent. Through yes, the fucking look. Yes, my baby. You best believe I'm gonna be one of the hottest agents. <laughs> town bitch yes we need our own tv show like what would we call it like something i don't something. know yeah 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 it's like an extension of mm-hmm. like sober sober girl summer yeah what was it called active summer girl active summer? I don't uh, know. so well, well i took out the so i took out the sober thing because those bitches were not sober <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be a uh, SA sober active girls yeah sober active girls but those bitches were not sober so I took up the sober <laughs> thing we're not sober. we are but the other two are not <laughs> Far from it. so we're just active girls club I think now yeah active for AGC yeah A-G-C. <laughs> that's our group chat name yeah <laughs> no yes. it's so good we have to go for a hike that was so fucking fun that was bomb I can't believe I that was my first Popped hike. Your hike yes. Jerry. Yes. Until today I was like, that was a highlight of my summer. I was I got such a high when I got to the top of the hill or, or the mountain. Yeah. Like I that was bomb. Like that was summer to me. Yeah. When I look back, like I had such a good day. I just want you to know like that day was so beautiful to me. Oh, it so like it was everything to me. Like That's like so like good. it was better than going away. It was just I've never experienced that before. I never hiked before. You've never hiked. You're just yeah. Sniffing, <laughs> you know, sniffing coke. <laughs> I was getting high in a different way, bitch. <laughs> I was getting high, high in, in a different, different way. way. <laughs> <laughs> but getting high oh on a God. mountain, I, was, I didn't know it was going to be that magical. And we had a little picnic there, yeah, right? It was so... Uh, yeah, a squirrel was coming for me. Like, I was so... Bitch, I was simulated, bitch. <laughs> That's my new word, simulated. 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 That's well, my new fucking word. 
available. We got available. Available, yes. I was. I got available oh to be God. assimilated. So good. So those fucking boundaries. Available yes. is like honestly my favorite fucking word when you're talking to people. It's yeah. Like, I am not yeah. available for X Y Z. Yeah, yeah. It's so serious, right? Yeah. That tone is so serious when you throw that word. No, you ain't fucking. Wrong. Yeah, and sure enough, he did not reply me after that. So, so yeah, you guys. I, this bitch here told me to send this text to the guy that um uh, that bailed on my date and was like, I'm not available to text around yeah. for you to get co-feed. Yeah, because <laughs> he texted yeah. me and apologized, and of course he didn't text back because yeah. I caught him right out on that, and he was it probably hit him really hard, right? With the yeah, available. Of <laughs> I am not available. Is that a word that you always use on people? Yes. Yeah. Right. That's you gotta get rid of immediately. It's like I'm not available for your shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're calling Back people bang, out, yeah. right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Dead and gone. Yeah, dead and gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, like, I feel like we could have so many more conversations. Like all the yeah. shit that we talk about. Yeah, like, it's so fucking funny. It makes yes. me laugh so hard. Yeah, all yeah. The stories that we yeah. have. Yeah, but can we end but, this note on like yeah. what's next for you? That is such a great question, right? Because I think my business that I am opening is I'm so fucking excited about it. And because it's mostly like product based, like for you, you're a personal brand as well, right? And it's like, I'm excited to have this product based business where, you know, I haven't told everybody what I'm doing. I know, you know, yeah, but, um, like just to be like have something that is my brand so that yeah. if I need to take a few months off of social media or I don't yeah. want to have my face on like I can have that yeah. and I'm just so excited to actually fucking create something yeah. completely different yeah. and like just the learning and growing period because yeah. I feel like my last business I was so obsessed with like the financial side and yeah. almost being known like kind of similar to what you yeah. were. like I wanted to be known for the person yeah. who's helping people overcome their yeah. symptoms of ADHD like changing the industry all the shit right yeah. and then I was just like yeah but I don't even fucking care about this like yeah. I talked to some of my other friends who are in the industry and they say the same thing they're like it's really twisted but I have this like um this obsession with wanting to be the person that everybody knows who's changed whatever industry they're yeah. in yeah and as soon as I let go of that, I'm like, I just don't fucking care. And now yeah. it's more of like, what do I want to create? That's going to be so fun, so yeah. exciting. And it just comes from like a pure place of play yeah. and exploration and just all the things. So I'm excited about that is probably yeah. the biggest thing. And then like just creating with my podcast, like not yeah. putting pressure on it and just like enjoying. Yeah. I love that you have a podcast. I love that you have something to, to look forward to every week. Yeah. And I love that you're creating contents and yeah. I love that you're such a hustler. I love yeah. that about you. You know, yeah, it's yeah. you're, you're, you're so motivated. I'm yeah. so like impressed by that. We're yeah. going to take over the fucking Vancouver. City. Yes, honey. <laughs> this is our town. Yes. <laughs> Yes. That's a reality. That's the name of the reality show. This is our town. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like all different girls on the show pursuing their dreams, right? Yes. Oh my god, I'm so different. Yeah, that, right? yeah. And that's, yeah. Like, that's something that I like doing with this so much is because yeah. I talk to like a lot of my friends or people will message me and they're like, oh, you know, you. I, I just wish I had the courage to yeah. delete my dating apps and go ask yeah. the guy for my number. Or I wish I had the courage to to take action on something but yeah. I don't know what I want to do right and so it's kind of like my hope for this podcast now is like just inspiring people through storytelling like you know yeah. your story is like so so fucking awesome yeah. to share and like show people that it's like it doesn't matter where you are you yeah. know you can always reinvent yourself at any moment in time yeah and yeah it's just so fucking cool so like that's that's 
been amazing. So you've been my yeah. first interview as my new yes. podcast. Yeah. Oh, so this is the first um like duo thing that you did on your podcast. <laughs> on my new podcast. On your new podcast. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So okay. Yes. Well, but, yeah. thank you so much for having me on here, girl. Oh, thank you so much yes. for coming. It's been so fucking fun. It's been so much fun as usual. Yeah. 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 Amazing. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. I'll talk to okay. you later. Bye. Bye. And that, my friends, is a fucking wrap on the episode today. I am so grateful to have you here. I appreciate you so much. You honestly have no idea. I would love nothing more if you could leave me a five-star review. Go over and find me on freaking Instagram because I'm keeping it real over there. And we are diving into anything and everything over there. It's going to be funny. Some really outrageous shit that I'm doing behind the scenes and just all the things. So I hope you have the most beautiful fucking day ever, and I will see you in the next episode.